NPR. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Waylon Wong. And I'm Adrian Ma. So we've been closely watching the Federal Reserve all year long to see what it is going to do with interest rates. Today, the Fed wrapped up its eighth and final interest rate decision of 2023. And as expected, it is leaving rates unchanged. It also released projections showing that there could be three rate cuts next year. But the Fed is not saying when it will start cutting rates. And that is an important question because we know people are feeling the squeeze right now from higher rates on mortgages and credit cards. And there's a concept in monetary policy that can help us understand the Fed's options for a potential rate cut. That concept is called inertia. It's a term that comes from the world of physics. So we reached out to Regina Barber. She's a scientist in residence from NPR's science podcast, Shortwave. I actually really like inertia. I, I taught first-year college physics for over a decade. I have a PhD in physics. I got you. Okay, let's put that PhD to work. Can you sum up for us the law of inertia in a nutshell? This is somewhat paraphrasing, but an object in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by a force, and an object at rest will stay at rest unless acted upon by a force. So that's the, you know, classic Isaac Newton brand formulation of the rule, but I don't know if Isaac Newton has ever heard of the inertial rule in economics. So that is on today's show. We're going to see how inertia can help determine whether interest rates might go from a resting position to maybe a downward motion in the year ahead. That's after the break. Regina, thank you so much for stopping by. This was fun. Now I have to start thinking about interest rates. Oh, yeah. Now you're speaking our language. This message comes from NPR sponsor E-Trade from Morgan Stanley. Take control of your financial future with E-Trade. No matter what kind of investor you are, their tools and resources can help you be ready for what's next. Now when you open an account, you can get up to $1,000 with a qualifying deposit. Terms apply. Learn more at etrade.com slash NPR. Investing involves risks. Morgan Stanley Smith Barney LLC. Member SIPC. E-Trade is a business of Morgan Stanley. This message comes from NPR sponsor Arctic Wolf. Their researchers have released the Arctic Wolf Lab's 2024 threat report. Why will 2024 be a volatile year for cybersecurity? Learn more and get your copy now at arcticwolf.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Certified Financial Planners. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, Certified Financial Planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. In the world of science, there are laws, statements that describe how the universe works. And we heard about one of these laws of inertia from our resident scientist Regina just a second ago. And some of these rules can be expressed as mathematical equations. Well, the Federal Reserve has its own mathematical equations. They're called monetary policy rules. But they're not like rules rules. They're more like guidelines to help the Fed decide where interest rates should be. They're like rules that were meant to be broken. Oh, yeah, especially if you're a more maverick kind of Fed. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe Fed Chair Jerome Powell is more of a rule bender. Uh, But basically, this is where Powell could plug in some numbers for inflation and 
economic activity, and these equations would spit out different interest rates for the Fed to consider. These rules are sometimes called simple monetary policy rules. But when I talk to people who are not quite as in the weeds as I am, I realize that it's actually hard to communicate even a simple rule. That is Carolyn Pfluger, an economist at the University of Chicago. And she says, here's what all the rules boil down to. They only work to the extent that the public and financial markets understand if inflation goes up, the Fed will do something. (laughs) And of course, that's what we saw the Fed do for most of 2022 and into 2023. It was raising interest rates to get inflation in check. And it hiked rates gradually. That is because of something called an inertial rule. It's one of the Fed's monetary policy rules. And when the Fed uses an inertial rule, what it's doing is moving interest rates towards a certain level, but gradually, not all at once. So typically what the Fed does is it staggers its moves over time. So if the current interest rate is 1%, you're not going to jump to 5%. You'll move there slowly over time. The rationale for this gradual approach is that sudden moves can be too shocking for financial markets. David Papel is an economist at the University of Houston who studied monetary policy rules. I will try to stay out of the weeds. Now, David says think back to March 2022, when the Fed kicked off its series of rate hikes. And let's say the Fed used one of its policy rules that left inertia out of the mathematical equation. David says the formula would have calculated an interest rate increase of eight percentage points. Eight. A ridiculous amount. It it just, I mean, can you imagine what that would have done to financial markets? I mean, it was just never on the table. That kind of increase in rates would be non-inertial. It would be big and sudden. And it would have created a lot of volatility, not just for financial markets, but for the broader economy. So the Fed took inertia into account and hiked interest rates in a more incremental way. When things are changing quickly, you might want to be slower. Inflation went up very fast in the first part of 2021. In fact, too fast to to ever want to follow a non-inertial rule. But David says there are times when a sudden non-inertial move is warranted. The Fed did emergency rate cuts in 2008 during the Great Recession and in March 2020 at the onset of the pandemic. How come there's not like a parallel danger zone in an aggressive rate cut? I think, first of all, the very fast rate cuts, the huge rate cuts come in crises. And the markets had already crashed. In other words, sudden rate hikes can create a lot of turmoil. But if markets are already in disarray, then a sudden rate cut can actually be helpful. And speaking of rate cuts, that brings us to the big question looming over the Fed. When might it start lowering interest rates again? Forecasters and economists have run different scenarios. And David says if you use inertial rules, the more gradual approach, the Fed will keep interest rates unchanged through the first half of 2024, and then it'll start cutting. If you use non-inertial rules, the Fed would start cutting earlier in March, and the cuts would also be in bigger increments than what inertial rules call for. But David says there is a risk in these steeper cuts. The con of the more aggressive rate cut is, I think it's not time yet to say we have conquered inflation and we're declaring victory and we're going to start um, cutting rates. 
If inflation isn't back to the Fed's target, then cutting rates too much or too early could let inflation pick back up again. And that, of course, would be bad for the economy. On the other hand, if it looks like the economy is headed toward a mild recession instead of that coveted soft landing, that could be a reason for the Fed to use a non-inertial approach. And that would mean more aggressive rate cuts. Yeah. And David says, ultimately, it is about using the policy rules as guidelines, not prescriptions. And then it's also important for the Fed to be transparent about its decisions. At least eighth or ninth grader taking Algebra 1, you give them the formula, you put the numbers in, they could solve it. Okay, but you're not recommending that a ninth grader in Algebra 1 be running monetary policy. No, of course not. (laughs) I, I go a little further. Nobody who's advocated using monetary policy rules has ever said that we should slavishly follow the rules, because certainly there are times when different rules give you different prescriptions and say, here are these. And then you say, okay, now if we're going to deviate from this, then explain why. I think that's what the um, value of the rules are. And what it provides is a baseline. What about a ninth grader who has also taken Regina's physics class? Could could they run monetary policy? Oh, yeah. I think they would be unstoppable. There's an inertia joke in there somewhere, uh, if I understood the lesson well enough to know it. <laughs> There'll be a quiz at the end of the term. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Valentina Rodriguez-Sanchez. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Keegan Cannon edits the show, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. Why is everyone so obsessed with traditional wives or trad wives on social media? This week, we're talking about the viral videos of women making marshmallows and mozzarella from scratch and how behind the sheen of calm kitchens and cute fits, there's some interesting pessimism about our modern world. And that's worth digging into. Next time on It's Been a Minute from NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor Greenlight. Want to teach your kids financial literacy? With Greenlight, kids and teens use a debit card of their own, while parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and savings in the app. Get your first month free at greenlight.com NPR. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Delta Airlines. When you think about it, half the trips the world takes are trips home. Home. What we all eventually long to get back to, no matter what took us away to begin with. Those at Delta know that. Because all 100,000 of them are, above all, travelers just like you. It's why they try to make you feel at home long before you even get there. 